Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Good Life. Today, we have an awesome episode ahead with Cindy Crawford. I promise you're going to love this one. But before we get into our episode, we have a quick word from one of our sponsors, LaCroix Sparkling Water. Hey guys, I want to know, are you someone like me out there who loves a fizzy drink every now and then? There's just something about a carbonated drink that just sometimes washes down your meal so perfectly. I decided to cut out soda, and it was all thanks to drinks like LaCroix that have made it so easy to get that fizzy fix. LaCroix sparkling water is actually a healthier alternative to drinking sodas. It's a calorie sweetener and sodium innocent beverage. It's got zero across the board, and it's a healthier alternative for you and your lifestyle if you want sort of like a bubbly, fizzy fix. It's an all-natural, environmentally friendly, and flavored with fruit essences. So it is delicious. They've got 14 LaCroix flavors that you can try from key lime, tangerine, mango, apricot, and passion fruit to so many others like peach, pear, coconut, lemon, ugh, Coconut is my personal favorite. The LaCroix family also includes six LaCroix Curate flavors. Both LaCroix sparkling water and LaCroix Curate sparkling water are gluten-free, vegan, and non-GMO. So whether you want to wash down that meal with the LaCroix sparkling water and get your fix, or maybe you want to add it into a little cocktail with the LaCroix Curate sparkling water, the possibilities are endless and the flavors are so delicious. So for more information, you can just go to LaCroixWater.com or just check out a Whole Foods or near grocery store to get your fix. Enjoy! What is cracking, everybody? Welcome back to The Good Life with Stevie and Cezanne. I'm Stevie. And I'm Cezanne, you guys, and welcome. Today's show is going to be not only good, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. It's going to blow your mind, you guys. We have two special guests today. Now, oh. one of them is Cindy Crawford, and the other one is a very Yeah, no big special... deal. You know, just Cindy Crawford. Well, the other one is a very special, very small person, because today's episode, you probably noticed that uh, we didn't have a freestyle, and that's because we are here at home in our den, and our other special guest is... Hey. Teeny, <laughs> Teeny, uh, thanks for joining us on the show today. Um, when we were preparing for our interview with you, uh, Cezanne and I wanted to ask you the question, are we the best parents in the world or are we the best parents in the world? Tell us, Teeny. <laughs> oh, we're the greatest parents of all time, hands what down, else? no competition ever, 100,000%. Thank you. That's a really sweet answer, Teeny. Wow, moving on to our next question, Teeny. Um, what do you like to chew on more, hands or feet or both? <laughs> wow, both. Same time? Hands, feet, in the mouth? You guys, she actually does do that. Hands, feet, combo, in the mouth. It's honestly a talent. I, I feel like I'm more impressed by the hands, feet, in the mouth than anything else. Cezanne, what do you think? I'm just holding Teeny right here. Uh, She's completely to stay alive distracted in the game. I'm right the now, mic you guys. And she wants it. She's <gasps> completely distracted. Uh, we're going to hand it off to Sean because Sean Daddy. is here at our house today producing this episode, you guys. But, uh, Saz, I think you've been giddy all day, uh, excited for this episode and this interview. I am just on cloud nine right now. I, I, I don't know if I'm on cloud. It's, uh, maybe we should call it Cloud Cindy Crawford. 
I mean, <laughs> I have literally been a uh, been a fan of Cindy Crawford. I feel like since the beginning of time. And Tini, you too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Tini. Fine. I guess we'll tell them the story of how we met Cindy. You got it. What else? What? I think Teeny's saying, Mom, Dad, I'm over this. I have to go poop. <laughs> yep, that's definitely what she said. Bye-bye, Teeny. Bye-bye, Teeny. Bye-bye. Brittany to the rescue. The beauty, I mean, can you imagine if we did our podcast in our house on the regular? I feel it like we would, would never get anything done. It would not work 100%. And we only have one kid. Imagine if we had like three, four kids trying to do a podcast in the house. That Timmy would... comes in. He's like, Dad, do we have any chocolate milk? I'm like, get out of here. We're doing a podcast. Timmy? Yeah. And We're then like Valentina runs that. in. And she's like, Dad, I was wondering if I could do hopscotch. And I'm like, yeah, you don't need my permission to do hopscotch, baby. Go. You know what, guys? If, if if you're listening right now, we we really do have a good show in store for you. We're just getting warmed up here, you know. By Cindy, the fireplace, literally. Literally, mm. you know. Cindy Crawford um, actually was at our house today, all day, and it's no gimmick. This is no joke. It's no April Fools. You know, we have been so excited about the collaboration that I've been working on behind the scenes with Cindy and my bless box. Literally this month, October, we are releasing our meaningful beauty bless box collaborated box. And this is a box that's going to be filled with so much incredible content as well as some meaningful products. This is a, this is a big, big deal for us. You guys, um, you know, to, to start a company less than two years ago and to now be partnering with somebody like Cindy Crawford is honestly blowing our minds. Um, I don't think Cezanne and I ever expected a partnership like this to happen uh, this early in our career, but it has happened and it's been so exciting, so exhilarating. And I hope that through this, you know, you guys will also feel encouraged to chase after your goals and whatever it is that you're going through because you know, really great things can happen if you just keep pushing for it. And uh, Cezanne is so excited. You're so excited because after you met Cindy in just March of this year, you fell in love with her because you guys just connected on another level. I had I never in a million years thought I would connect with somebody the way that we connected that night. And that's just a really simple way to, to put it. I think if, you know, if we go back to that time, like... You know, I was three months postpartum, you know, and the the event that she had that weekend was for um, her Meaningful Beauty skincare event. So she invited a few influencer friends. One of my friends that was going was Tenny, and I was excited because, you know, some of my friends were going, and I was looking forward to seeing them and getting back into the game, I guess you can say. Um, It was sort of my first hoorah back into it. And so I just remember going to the event that day and just getting ready for it, and it was just such a process because – Man, having a newborn baby just makes it so much harder, I realized, to get ready for these things than it more than it used to. And anyways, I remember we left Teeny with our friend John, who was babysitting her. And I remember as we were driving to Cindy's house, which is where she was hosting this intimate event with just a few girls, I remember thinking like, wow, this is going to go two ways. Either I'm going to go to this event and it's going to be like one of those events that sometimes we go to as influencers where you get to meet celebrities and you get to like learn about their products or whatever, but it ends up being this sort of like, 
I don't want to say waste of time, but you end up kind of going to the event and you're just kind of standing around and you're like, okay, what was the point of this? Like, I don't really feel like I belong here anyways. Or it was going to go the other way where I was going to go to the event and I was going to feel really uplifted and awesome and amazing. Um, and th- that was the other option. Um, I remember on our way there, Stevie and I were in the car and I got a text message from John that said, you know, Teeny is not responding very well to the formula I had to leave behind because I didn't pump. And so that was the first time Teeny was drinking formula. And at the time I was breastfeeding and I remember as we were driving towards Cindy's house, I thought, what in the world am I doing right now? Like I'm a new mom and I just like left my baby there when she's hungry. And I instantly felt this like guilt as a mom, like, I, like I, what, am I being selfish right now? Like, what am I doing? And I was also, my hormones were really heightened at this period of my life. And truthfully, I was going through a little bit of the postpartum blues. And so Stevie, you were there and you remember when we walked up to Cindy's house and what happened and when she answered the door. She was just so immediately, um, Cindy has this like vibe where she's just so chill. She's so calm and she's really a cool chick. Like, I mean like cool in the sense of like old school cool where it's like, that's a cool person. So like, where they like, keep, they're cool. Like they're calm. They're, she has a very calm presence. And I feel like that's exactly the, you know, kind of vibe that you needed because you were just so frazzled and I kept telling you, baby, it's going to be okay. Like, you know, we got to do this It's part of our business and. And then when we got there, Cindy came up and was like, hey, you guys, welcome to my house. She was and, so warm instantly to where I felt yeah. comfortable within the first 10 minutes to be like, when she asked me, like, how's it going? I was like, oh, my gosh, I just left my baby with a sitter and she's not liking the formula, but she's drinking it anyway because she's hungry. And I just my heart was hurting and I felt so bad. And here I am pouring it out to Cindy Crawford of all people. And her response was really amazing because she said to me, Look, I'm a mom. I get it. If you need to go back and breastfeed, you know, your daughter and then come back and meet us, that's totally fine. Or, you know, do what you need to do. And instantly when she said that, I thought, wow, a lot of celebrities don't even, first of all, give you the time or day to just like, first of all, just take the second to even talk to you. And when she said that, I thought, wow, there's something about this woman that's different. And and I, I feel like I need to stick around. Like, I feel like I need to like stay here. This is going to be good for me. And so I stuck it out. Teeny ended up taking the formula and she was fine, thankfully. And so as I got to know Cindy throughout this event, and then it turned into to the dinner portion, I felt really blessed. Like it was the God thing that I got to sit next to her at this dinner. And it gave me the opportunity to literally sit side by side with her elbows on the table and look each other in the eyes and talk about real life stuff. And some of the things that I was feeling and experiencing And to be honest with you, a lot of those things that I was going through, I couldn't just call my mom up and express those feelings to her because a lot of it did have to do with the whole business life of being, you know, being a woman in business and trying to balance the mom life. And so, you know, my mom would say, come back to Texas, I'll help you out, you know? So for me, Cindy really blessed me that night with so much incredible life advice, wisdom, and she spoke to me in a time in my life when I was feeling so down on myself and I felt so discouraged and she lifted me back up and she gave me the confidence and the courage that I needed that 
I could still be a mom and I could be a great mom to Teeny, but I can also be a working mom and I can have dreams and I can have goals that I can continue to pursue. And everything that she said to me that night reminded me that like, if Cindy can do it, I can do it. And she's an example of someone who is the real deal. What you see is what you get with her. She loves people. And the fact that she stayed completely grounded that is why it was such a dream for me when the opportunity came around for us to collaborate on our bless box. I knew that she wanted to be a part of it. And especially with October being my birthday month, you guys, it is just a dream come true for me. And today when she was here at my house, I was so nervous about having her here, you know, as I feel like anyone would be, but she was so real and she just showed up, you know, and it was so easy and humble and nice to everyone on set. And she just, she loved Teeny and it just, she really has become like a mentor to me. And I needed that. I really did. Well, she's not only a, you know, uh, such a nice person, but an inspiration in, in business and as a mom and all of that. And of course her company, Meaningful Beauty, which is partnering with Blessbox. So it was really cool that we got to have her all day, but also that we got to have her here in our house and interview here, right here on our couch. So that's coming up right now. And before we get to the interview, you guys, stick around to the end of the episode because Cezanne is going to reveal a code that is going to give you guys a discount to the Blessed Box collaboration with Cindy. So Not just any discount, around. a good life only The fam. good life exclusive discount. discount that's only open to our listeners. So stick around for that during the interview. Let's jump into it. Let's go. I cannot believe right now we are sitting in our living room hanging out with Cindy Crawford. Like this is happening. We are. We've been hanging out all day, actually. You know, people might think that like if we're, if we're playing a joke or something and you know how Stevie does a million accents and maybe he can somehow do the Cindy Crawford accent. You guys no, Cindy is really here right now. She's, she's actually sitting in, in my room of the house, which it, is my favorite room. I had a feeling this this did seem like, like you know, a little bit of the man cave. It's it's literally the only room in the house that is mine. Everything else is white and bright and girly. And then this is like leather couch, you know, cigar vibes. So. Yeah, it's connected to the patio so he can easily Casamigos just go outside. Casamigos over there, too. There right. you Shout go. Out. Shout Dark out walls, fireplace, gigantic TV. Very Massive much. TV. Yes. 100% for watching Barney, the teeny. <laughs> So, you know, we were talking about how, you know, that night when we met you, Cindy, Stevie was with me and we were there for your Meaningful Beauty event. And, you know, today, you guys, if you're wondering, well, what is Cindy doing at your house? You know, we've, <laughs> <laughs> we, we've been um, working closely with Cindy over the past couple of months um, to do a really fun and unique collaboration with My Bless Box. And so when the opportunity came about, it was seriously like a dream come true for me um especially after meeting cindy at her malibu house she did a blogger event and i remember that day i was driving up to your house and i thought what is this chick gonna be like <laughs> like she's gorgeous obviously but i wonder like what what kind of event is this gonna be from from my perspective, Cezanne was very, she was, was very hormonal. I was just going to say, she just had had a baby. Yeah, she's, she, the baby was only three months old. You know, she was trying to breastfeed and make that work with all the shooting and stuff that we do, which was so hard. You know, I saw it firsthand how hard that was for her. And so that night we came to your house, it was one of those things where it's like, okay, we're going to this event. Like, it's at Cindy's house. I, I hope it's cool. We don't really know because... I did never throw really in know. Nobu, though, remember? 
Oh, no, no, no. That, that was amazing. That but, was the bribe. But, yeah, <laughs> Come exactly. on down for some but Nobu. You, but you never really know when you're going into these things what people are going to be like, what the feel's going to be like. And I just remember um, her, you making her feel completely comfortable and as home. soon as we got there, but making also her feel, feel good and, uh, and giving her so much advice. And so honestly, when Sass says she, she's like, loves you, she really does. Like, she was talking about you, you a lot. You guys are so sweet. Honestly, you know, in the influencer world, I do feel like there is this crossover between getting cool opportunities to work with, you know, traditional celebrities and getting to team up with them in certain ways and, in the past, I've gotten to meet a lot of really cool people, and I'm not discrediting that, but it is seldom do people in general like invite you to their home and are just so welcoming and so kind and loving, and you were exactly that. And to be like this icon who I'm stepping into your home and I don't know what to expect, just instantly there was this warmth about you. So to be able to kind of go full circle, now here you are in our home, It's it's just... It's such a cool experience, th- and it's such a blessing, honestly. I think we have to ask you, Cindy, like, you know, there's a lot of uh, celebrities, you know, who are they're that celebrity type where they're not warm and welcoming. They don't want anything to do with anyone. And then there's others who are nice to your face, you know what I mean, but you're not really sure if it's genuine. But really with you, we feel like it's so genuine, and I don't feel like that's a quality that's easy to teach or to gain unless yeah. you um, – Maybe you already have it, and maybe maybe you have gained it. But but I wanted to ask you, why are you like that? You know, uh, well, what's made you that? I way? think it's just your upbringing, right? So especially you yeah. guys as new parents, it's like it's it's what you learn and what you see at home. So I I think it's all about like I obviously had that as, as an example from my own parents, and that's just how I was raised, and that's who I am. And I think probably the trick is that I didn't let the other stuff get in the way of that, but. What, when you were just speaking, what came to my mind is, you know, look, I have had an incredible career and I, I've loved it. I've loved modeling and traveling and meeting incredible, you know, designers and editors and stylists. And sometimes I'm like, why, why do I love it? It's like, am I that shallow that I just like getting my hair and makeup done? You know, no, I know it can't be that. And what I realize is like what I love, like what my real passion is, is communication. Mm-hmm. And connecting with people. Yeah. And so that's what Meaningful Beauty was about, was like sharing my, what works for me from skincare, kind of how you share, you know, with your, uh, started off as a blog, but you know, all the, all, all the things that you do and with Blessed Box, like you share what works for you. You're a girlfriend. You want to share with other yeah. women. And the only way, you can't just share. Sharing is just not like a one-way thing. It's like also being open to receiving. Yeah. And I think that I genuinely enjoy meeting people. And, you know, sometimes you go, hmm, not for me. Yeah. But other times you do have that opportunity to have a real connection. And I felt like that night, whatever the stars were aligned, you guys were all like, you know, in that new baby, just like so Amen. open, but Amen. also like so in a way like, holy crap, what is our, our life just changed in a big way? Yeah. And, you know, I love sharing. I mean, first of all, I love that your experience brought me back to to me as a young mom. But also, hey, I, I have stuff to share because I've lived through it. And mm-hmm. so I think that's where we just connected as humans, you yeah, know. I felt so lucky that I got to sit next to you at the dinner. And I just was like, oh, my God, I really needed this. I needed advice from somebody who understands what I'm going through. And 
it was honestly 10 minutes after being in your house when I f- totally just forgot that you're Cindy Crawford. And mm-hmm. I just was like, oh my gosh, like, girl, help me out. Like, <sighs> I just, I just saw you genuinely for who you are. And I just feel like you really are the type of person that's like the real deal. Like, you know, Cindy literally in our house today just walks around and openly just has those conversations with anyone and everyone. And that's so hard to find. And I honestly haven't heard one person uh, in this industry or in general ever say a bad thing about her. And and I look at that and I say, you know, as a young woman in business and in this industry of social media, I look to you and think, wow, like I want to be like that one day, you know, for the young girls that follow me. And, and if I can just be that, then I feel like I've accomplished it all. And, and I feel like it's possible because look, Cindy Crawford is not only successful, but she's humble and she's real. And you're a mom. And I love that, Cindy. Well, one, of, one of my favorite things is that you, the trajectory of your career has changed so much, you know, from, from doing the modeling thing, which people immediately, that's one of the things out there that you're typecast immediately. You're just a model mm-hmm. or you're just an actor. You know what I mean? Especially mm-hmm. living out here in L.A. I mean, how did you make that transition to become a businesswoman and start meaningful beauty because you've had so much success with every venture it seems like how did you even make that transition i think it just it wasn't like um so much a conscious like okay now i'm gonna start my own brand and do my own things but what i noticed you know at first just moving to new york everything was new everything was exciting i had to figure out how do i hail a cab how do i travel to europe how do i get around paris whatever Then you start figuring those things out. And then, you know, when I was on set around all all these incredibly talented people, I'm like interested. So I would ask questions and try to learn and be a sponge. And slowly I started having more and more opinions about like, "Mm, that doesn't really feel like me. That's not my brand. Even though I might not have said the word my brand back then, now I would say, no, that's not my brand. And what mm-hmm. I also realized is, guess what? No one knows my brand better than me. You told oh, me that that night at the right? dinner. You said to me, no one knows Cindy Crawford better <laughs> she than literally Cindy Crawford. You know what I go around telling people? I say, when I don't want to do something, I'm like, listen, nobody knows Cezanne Hendricks better than Cezanne Hendricks. It's one true. of my good friends, Cindy, told me that. You are the world... <laughs> expert and no oh, one will ever be better on so you true. on you because you know like you when you have that gut check you know and the only things in my career that I've ever regretted is when I've gone against that yeah you know when you do something and you're like you know what I just shouldn't, I have, shouldn't done have done that. it but you sometimes especially as women we give our we give our power away. We think there's going to be for so long. I kept saying, I just want like a business daddy. I just want a business daddy. Who's going to tell me what to do. Cause I, if I found that it wasn't my agents or it wasn't these people, I just want a business daddy. Business daddy. Yeah. And I, and one day I was like, you know what? I have to be my own business daddy. Mm. I have to be that person. And then what happened was even more interesting is I met a guy who is my business husband, I call him, which is so much better than a business daddy because a business husband, we, we divide and conquer. He mm. knows what his, you know, his role is. I know what my role is. And we respect each other, whereas a business daddy just tells you what to do. Yeah, and so, that's good. And so it was like it kind of made me take ownership of, of my brand and career.
Alexa isn't the only one with breaking news. Make sure to hang around at the end of this podcast for the latest breaking headlines on the AP News Minute. All right, you guys. So if you're looking to buy a car, you're probably familiar with terms like MSRP. You might even know what it stands for, but what does it actually mean? I don't know if any of us actually know that. The same goes for invoice, list price, and dealer price. It's enough to confuse anybody. Trust me, I've been there too. All you're really looking for is a price that actually means something. So introducing true price from true car. Now you can know exactly what you'll pay for the car you want, including the fees and accessories before you even get to the dealership. True car dealers will show you the true price on cars like the one that you want all from the comfort of your house. It is clutch. And how do you know if your true price is a great price? Because true car shows you what other people paid for the same car that you want. And your certified dealer knows this, so they set their true price competitively so they can win your business. So when you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. I feel like as a young entrepreneur, Cezanne and I have experienced, you know, not knowing what to do and having done a couple things, figuring out that it wasn't even just a gut check for us because we didn't know. We were like, well, yeah, that sounds like that could be good. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't something like you were saying that like nobody knows you better than you. It wasn't something where we looked at it and we felt like, oh, that's what we want. That's us. You know, that's really, truly us, you know, and I feel like that's a mistake that a lot of young people make. And I feel like it's so you boiled it down really simply to say like, is that you? Is that your passion? You know, is that what you're about? Yeah. And I think, um, you're, you're obviously, you, you've become this incredible businesswoman and, you know, started out as a supermodel and then you somewhere along the way discovered like, you know, I, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do meaningful beauty. Um, obviously it's been a journey, um, before you got to that point. And, um, I think behind every success story are some lessons learned, like you said. Um, what is something you've learned about having your own business to sort of help encourage anyone out there? Like Stevie and I, I mean, we're, we're still new in this world, you know, learning. The business babies. <laughs> I would say that, I mean, two things. One is, you know, you have to be passionate about it. You have to, mm-hmm. you, you can't try to think, well, what would other people want? It's yeah. like, no, it's like, what would I want? Like, like when my husband did Casamigos or when, before that he opened bars and restaurants, it would be like, where do I want to hang out? Not try to figure out what other people want because you're not other people. You yeah. have to do what you would love and then hopefully there's like-minded people that will come to what you are. So it's like having that passion and being true to your vision. That's one piece. The other big lesson was um, not just at being able to give over some control. You guys seem like, because we hung out today and we shot for Blessed Box and Meaningful mm-hmm. Beauty, like you guys seem like you have an incredible team around you and that you are finding those people that help you bring your vision to life. Because what happens is like you started out just you and like, right, your My iPhone. Yeah, your iPhone. <laughs> um, but as it grows, you just, you have to give up some control and, and yeah sometimes when you give up control, it's not exactly the way you would have done it. And it's easy to fixate on that 5% that isn't exactly perfect. But I'm always like 95% right. Most most of the time, (laughs) 95% right will get you there. It's like, you know, I think 
certain people, my husband being one of them, he like can't let those things go. And Mm. sometimes that's great, but sometimes it gets in the way of things going forward. So like pick those, not every single thing has to be done. I mean, you and I are both very detail oriented. We were, you know, we were (laughs) noticing that today. Oops, I hit my mic. Um, But some things can be good enough. Yeah. And especially as you are balancing that with being a mother and a wife and a friend and a sister and a daughter and all the other roles that you have in your life. I feel like that's so applicable to so many things, you know, that, that it doesn't have to be perfect. You know, 90, 95% is okay. Like for me, I had a knee injury and it's been hard getting back on the horse of working out because before when I would get back into shape, I would just go all out, but Mm -hmm. I couldn't do that the same way I used to. And so for like a year and a half, two years, I just didn't work out because I was like, it's not going to be good enough because I can't right. run. I, I can't, can't do, do it a hundred percent. I don't want to do it. And, and that held me back for two years. And now I'm a few months deep working out again. And I feel so good about myself. Am I where I want to be? No, but I'm so glad that I've been able to move past an obstacle or move past that 10%. That's like, it's not good enough and yeah. just do what I can. And by the way, I bet you're closer than you were if you just still were sitting around waiting for oh, it yeah. to be better. I feel I feel so much better. I, I feel like I look better. And, and, and you're so right because I've allowed perfection or the expectation of what's perfect to hold me back in a lot of things. Mm, that's so good. Cindy, I want to know, and I feel like so many of our listeners want to know, like, like what does a what does a morning look like for you? Like I we've recently been reading a lot about morning routines really mm-hmm. setting the tone for your day. What does a morning in the life of Cindy look like? Um, It's so funny because people will say like, what's a typical day? And I'm like, wow, I don't really have a typical day. I have like three different types of days. But I do have a morning ritual and I am a firm believer in in kind of setting the tone. So I, as you know, I live in Malibu Mm -hmm. and I live on the beach, which I love. And so I usually wake up around 6 or 6.30. I'm a morning person. I love... um, being the first one up and having the house to myself and quiet before the chaos starts before. I mean, my kids are older now, um, somehow still just as needy, um, <laughs> but, um, it's not like when they were little where it was like, tie my shoes or Chasing get my around, cereal yeah. or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Um, so I, I got in the habit of getting up before everyone woke up and I, First thing I do is I go down to my jacuzzi. Our jacuzzi's outside. It overlooks the ocean. I, I'm a Pisces. I love being in the water. Are you with a cup of coffee? Not yet. Oh, wow. She has her routine. She's walking okay. us through yeah. it. Hot water before hot coffee. Keep Not, going. No, no. no. Mm. Good guess, though. Oh, now he oh. wants to be a detailed person. Yeah, okay, he's like, Stevie. <laughs> um, go down to the jacuzzi and, you know, it kind of just feels great, but in the jacuzzi, I do two things. One is that's like my gratitude time. Mm. And, you know, just taking that, I mean, it can be 30 seconds just to walk through like, oh my God, like I woke up this morning. I'm so blessed. And my Mm. family's healthy and look at this beautiful home that I have. And so being grateful and, you know, I'm a, a big fan of Oprah and I think she's the one who really drilled that into me. And then the next thing I do is mentally walk through my day okay, I have my trainers coming at eight and then, um, I have a phone call at 10 and right after my phone call, I get, got to get in the car and to drive into town. And if I do that ahead of time, like mentally walk through it, I can see where there might be hiccups. 
Oh, when am I going to eat lunch? I better pack something to go. You know, kind of like, or I better get dressed before my phone call because if the phone call goes late, I'm not going to have any time to get myself together or whatever. And I have found um, that really helps me, like stay on track and Mm -hmm. and just I'm calm because I've already done my day, sort of in my head. It's like a mental check in. Yes, and 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 then I'll or if I have overscheduled myself, I'll be like, oh, I have to I have to change that meeting. I'm gonna have to push it back. But I'm not like always rushing, running behind, and like getting you know. Which is which is a huge been a huge thing. For Cezanne and I is finding, I feel like you're finding margin because you're looking for errors and road bumps ahead. So you're like, okay, I need an extra 15 minutes here. I need an extra 20, 30 minutes here. And Cezanne and I are always rushing around. And those days, even on where days where you don't feel like the schedule is is the busiest when you're not prepared, it becomes so much more stressful. And then you're driving fast and then you're running in and out of the car. And throw a baby into it. First of all, you don't want to be rushing with the baby because you're rushing with the baby and you trip. Yeah. Or, I mean, just so accidents happen yeah. when you're rushing, yeah. but also you need to pad in more time with the baby. I always, there's that expression that man plans, God laughs. I always say mom plans, kids laugh. Like the, <laughs> the day that you need everything to work right, you've got it, you've got it like clockwork. You're going to drop the kid and the project off at school. You're going to see the project presentation, but you're still going to get to your meeting on time or whatever. Mm -hmm. That's the day the kid can't find the one pair of sneakers, the only pair of sneakers that they will wear that day or whatever. And like, and you have to tear the whole house apart and you're late. And I've had, I never was late in my life. I hate being late until I had kids. And sometimes I've just had to go like, things are out of my control (laughs) and or you know your child's having trouble separating when you drop them off at preschool and you need to take that extra 10 minutes so if you can anticipate those things it's helpful but also as a new parent or a parent in general like just being a little more forgiving that you sometimes things are out of your control and you just have to and that is one of the lessons of parenthood there's so many but Mm -hmm. it's it's a good one when I, that night at dinner, one of the things that really stuck with me was when you were really encouraging me to just embrace motherhood and the season of life I was in at that time. And I was talking to you about like, you know, I gained 55 pounds with Valentina and I'm just trying to get back in shape and figure all this out. Like, what should I do? What do you do? Like, and I just loved how you were like, listen, you're a new mom. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're never going to be that person that you used to be mm-hmm. and that's okay. Yeah. And to hear that from somebody like you, I was like, that's amazing. That's amazing that you were like, don't even worry about your body right now and trying to get back in shape. You're your like priorities have changed. Feeding. First, I mean, first of all, you just created another person and now you're feeding another person. It's like, that's already the miracle. Yeah. Getting back into your skinny jeans, which obviously you have I'm already. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But that's so... And it does, look, as a woman feeling like you look good, it, it does matter because it gives us more confidence. But um, in, a, in a weird way, like you, you aren't the same. You're a different person now after you've had a child and you don't, you really shouldn't even 
in any way. I mean, you're look at how powerful you are. I mean, don't you have a whole new appreciation for what your body can do? Yes. I feel like I can kill any exercise, workout, activity, <laughs> hike, because I'm like, if I had a baby, I can do this too. Right, right. What, what did you, after you had your, your kids, at any point, did you struggle with things like, you know, I, I was a model and, you know, how, how am I going to get back? Or for you, was it like, I'm a mom now and I'm going with this. You know what I mean? No, I mean, I definitely, um, no, I mean, I went back to work pretty quickly after both kids, but yeah, with the more, I mean, I also was older, so I was already not like if I wasn't like doing a sports illustrated one week and then have a kid and then have to go back to sports illustrated, right? Like that was like in my twenties where I was doing all that stuff. And then my kids were in my thirties. So already your body starts to change as you get older, but then having kids, it's like, Ooh, hello. Um, but I never, I think it goes more to how, how we talked about, like my approach to fitness definitely changed in my twenties. When I first started working out, it was only just to fit the clothes that I had to wear for modeling. But when I started working out and really got into it, what I noticed was how strong and empowered Mm -hmm. I felt. Like when your body's strong, it translates to like mental strength of character. Yes, And that's kind of what I focused on but there were days and this just happened to me Monday I just didn't sleep Sunday night for a myriad of reasons which I won't bore you with but um (laughs) and I had a workout at 8 a.m and I almost canceled I was like I only slept four hours I just I felt drained I was super emotional but instead I kept my workout but I said to my trainer I'm like I didn't sleep I'm really emotional I want to do something but like but be gentle with me. And we just changed my workout. Like, yeah. and I was, by the end, my mood was better. Yeah. Isn't that like, crazy? And like, that so, is? so it's like that. And like, and I remember being a new mom and I would work out. You just, I couldn't work out the same. And I, and I couldn't let my workouts drain my energy because yes. I was like, I can't, I'm already tired because the kid got up three times in the night. I need my workouts to give me energy. Yes. Yeah, not take are, it away. That are you, so Cindy, I have a question. Are you a would you consider yourself a very driven person? Because, you know, by hanging out with you and meeting you, you have such a, a very calm, relaxed demeanor. And a lot of successful people, they kind of have this antsiness about them that, that I've she's, seen in yeah, Hollywood. So but you're, you're very calm. And it seems like it's almost kind of like the, you know, it's like, I don't want to make a bad analogy. but it's, the, right. it's okay. It's almost like the tortoise in the hair where it's like, no, I'm just, <laughs> I'm moving forward mm-hmm. in this direction and I'm not hasty but I'm moving forward yeah. and I'm plugging along. Um, but it definitely, I don't, where does that come it's from? It's funny. I wouldn't <laughs> say, I mean, obviously I've done a lot, so it's not like I work hard. I'm a hard worker, but I wouldn't say I'm driven. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? But to reach the heights that you have, you know, it's like, how could you get to I, that yeah, place without like, having yeah. such drive? There's something about you. That's almost like, like you said, you're always on time naturally. Like she showed up at our house today, literally like, 10 minutes early. I try not to be too early because I was like, people hate it when you show up. But I told, I told, I told my team, I said, if Cindy ends up showing up early, I'm never going to be late to anything again because I have no excuse. (laughs) She drove herself, which I love because nobody like our house. And it's just like things like that. You just seem just like, you're not, you're not an antsy person. There's this spiritually calm. There's this calmness about you. And I know that that probably is that you pass that down to your kids. And there seems to be a really calm spirit in them too. And they, they picked up your work ethic because you really are a hard worker. Um, 
to kind of tell us a little bit for anyone out there who doesn't know like about your upbringing because I feel like the women in your life and your family specifically they they play maybe a role in that mm-hmm. um, with you growing well, up definitely I mean I grew up in in Illinois a small town one hour or 60 miles west of Chicago um blue collar family um but like I didn't know different do you know what I mean like that was like our neighborhood all my cousins every we didn't have a lot but but you know we had food on the table and a roof over our head um then my brother died he got leukemia when I was eight and he Mm -hmm. was little he was only two Mm -hmm. and now that you're parents you it's like I remember I called my mother after I had my first child and I was like okay how did you survive that like you can't fathom it literally worst nightmare yeah and I never really grasped it until I had my own kid and then I was like oh my god how did she live through this or how does anyone live through this yeah when what she said was I had three other kids yeah like asking me what's happening so Mm -hmm. she had to pull it together anyway that was obviously very impactful to me losing my brother at a young age was a huge thing Mm -hmm. um but other than that, I had like a pretty, you know, we never locked our doors at night. We played, mm-hmm. you know, ditch em, which is like a type of tag at night with all the neighborhood kids. It was just like a, lots of extended family around. I was good at school, just kind of naturally. It, it came easy. Um, and then my parents split up, and I think that was really hard. But it also... And then, then it was like my mom and my sisters and I. And I think that's kind of maybe, you know, like then I worked and did all kinds of jobs from babysitting to working in the cornfields to folding sweaters wow. at a clothing store. Wow. And like all those ladies would come in and like, you know what? And I do it now. You know, you go into a store and like they've got like things folded and you like pick it up and you and then you unfold it and you kind of like half ass like yes, fold it yes. back. <laughs> I was the one who had to trail behind the oh, people and, fix it, and after like, them? fix it perfect. So now I try to be a little more conscious of it. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. But I think, you know, kind of I don't I I knew I always had to work for my money. I I knew I had to support myself um from even like in junior high if I wanted like non-generic shampoo, I had to like babysit so I could get like what was the one that was like bouncy hair I don't know like (laughs) some you know or something yeah something one of those commercials uh uh-huh so when you you know became this supermodel icon Hollywood star sort of say um was that just like a culture shock for you like whoa I went from living in Illinois super grounded and now I'm out here and it's like whoa this world is different was that did you ever struggle in in the world of Hollywood? I think that, I mean, my tr- my transition was like first Chicago, which was still, even though Chicago's a big city, it's like, a, I always say it's like a small town with a lot of people. It's still Midwesterners. Midwesterners look each other in the eye. They say, how was your day? It's like yeah. where you probably, Texas, you know, totally. where you guys grew yeah. up. So um, New York was definitely, a, took me longer to figure out. Everyone was in a hurry. No one looked you in the eye. Um, it was just like that pace but I was working a lot, so I, I just was thrown into it. I was, you know, it was like I had something to do every day, so I wasn't like wandering around trying to figure. It was it wasn't like moving to New York without having a job. I was already had already established as a model, um, and I think, and it's funny because my daughter's starting to figure this out now. Like fashion is so fun. Not everyone. I mean, people are nice, very nice to your face mm-hmm. <laughs> most yeah. of the time. But, you know, it's a business that uses you. 
Yeah. And you have to learn how to not take it personally. And if you're smart, you learn how to use it back in a way that doesn't feel, that sounds worse than it is, but it's like, okay, what am I going to get? Okay. You're going to get this What You know, it's a, tr- yes. it's transactional. Totally. That's what it is. And to somehow not define myself, like I would say I model. It's not, I, I don't define myself like I am a model. That's good. It's like I model for a living. That's my job. It's yeah. not who I am. And keeping always close connections with my sisters, with my mom, because I know they're the first ones that will tell me like, if like my head's getting a little yeah, too big or come whatever. Back down to earth. Yeah. yeah. And I also find that I'm very like, I'll connect with someone and all of a sudden it'll turn out they're from the Midwest. There is something, um, there's just like a heart and a, and a, and a realness and a no BS mm-hmm. about people who were raised in that. I mean, not that there aren't those people in other places, but there's just something yeah. very true and reliable and not pretentious about people from the Midwest. And you haven't lost it. Like, I love that she's still that same girl that she was growing and up I'm, there. I'm sure your daughter is like, you know, I mean, she's 17, right? Mm-hmm. I'm sure she's she's happy to have you in her corner. I mm-hmm. mean, because you're like, listen, you're like I've been there. You're you like, know? you know, and every kid is like, oh, mom or dad, like they're like, I'm telling you, like this is what's gonna happen, or this yeah. is what you should or shouldn't do. And they're like, let me do it. Do you do, when it comes to giving her advice in the modeling world? Or I know you were, we were talking about it earlier, but um, do you try to kind of like let her figure things out or do you turn into mommy mode? Like, girl, let me tell you, stop. Yeah. In terms of like, I think the question you asked me before was, do I teach her about modeling? And that I really haven't. I've told her a few little things, but the experience of being in front of a camera, you have to find that yourself. Like you can't really teach it to someone. Like I could tell her the one thing I told her is like, when you look at the camera, I find it helpful to have a thought in my head. Like other than, just a blank stare because people read what's in your eyes, right? Like, so if you have like a spark of an idea and you don't have to share that idea, it can be a secret. No one has to know what you're thinking. And if it's like, depending on the shoot, happier thought. That's so cute. So, or I, you know, but how to model, that's her thing. But I definitely give her advice on how to navigate the business of modeling. And what's really cool is that an age where most kids are like, mom, you don't know what you're talking about. She actually... Gives me a little credit. She knows that well, I actually she, she do should. know. She got I'm a good resume. I think. <laughs> yeah, but you know, like, and it's actually in some ways brought us closer together. And I think it's also made my kids because my son does modeling a yeah. little bit too. But it's it's definitely more of a woman's job, and right. he he doesn't necessarily like she would do it for no money. She loves it. Mm. Um, Presley's more like he gets to travel, and there's pretty girls. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, like yeah. you know, but he he doesn't like love some of the clothes. He's like. Mom. I'm sure he's like, oh, whatever, what, this wear is this. fashion. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, oh, I lost my train of thought. What was I saying? But um, both kids, oh, it's, they, I think they have an appreciation. Like I used to come home from work and I would be like, oh, I'm so tired. And it doesn't really sound that tiring modeling. Oh, but it is. But you know, being yeah. in front of the camera, being on, it's draining. And There's an energy that you have to give that yes. is unspoken. And so my kids, I think, now have a little bit more of an appreciation for what I've done. Or they'll come home, they'll be like, oh, that was so tiring. And I'm like, 
Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought you just stood around all day yeah. and snapped a few pics. Exactly. Because that's what me and Saz do when it's on a selfie mode. <laughs> you know, what do you think, Cindy, are uh, your three keys to being successful in starting your own business? We're living in an age right now where a lot of people want to be self-made business entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. What are the three key things that you feel um is is helpful in in becoming successful well i definitely go back to that your original idea or like you have to have that passion for what you're doing um getting help and advice like not being afraid to know what you know and don't make excuses for that but know what you don't know and don't be afraid of asking for experts like call in your experts you know like Mm -hmm. if someone says oh my uncle does talk to that person, like take advantage of that. Um, and then the third thing is just, it's, it's, you got to roll up your sleeves and do the work. It's like, that's good. you know, it's it, even my job, which I love. And I know you guys love what you do too. It still works. Yeah. There's days where you'd rather lay in bed, Yeah. you know, or, or have lunch with a girlfriend. There is, you got to do the work. I, I think what, you know, what you've done in your career and, and what Cezanne and I have been able to be a part of with, you know, this whole influencer world is, um, it's definitely opportunity, but there's preparation that goes into it. And a lot of people just see the opportunity and think, well, if I had an opportunity like that, but it's like that other part is the preparation. And a lot of times if preparation had little sub bullets underneath, it was late nights working, you know what I mean? It's Mm -hmm. working hard when nobody else wants to. And I feel like that's something that goes unseen. And, and for most people, I feel like they think also too about celebrities and successful people in another category. You know, I, I felt like that for a long time. I thought, I know what I want to do. You know, I want to go to LA and be an actor and all this stuff. And I'm not doing that now, but, um, I used to think, you know, that, that those kinds of people are in a different category. They thought differently or they were meant for something. Mm -hmm. And so, People just tell themselves, well, I'm not meant for that kind of success, which I don't yeah. think is true. I feel like if you you know, try hard enough and you have the opportunity and you work hard enough, you can break through and have a successful business, a career and whatever. But um, also you've been, you, you shift, you, you're willing to like, sometimes you're going one direction and all of a sudden you're like, oh shoot, it's a dead end. Yeah. And like you were even saying how much you've learned with Blessbox and how each one gets yeah. better because you, you don't take it as a failure you, you're like oh i learned what didn't work learning yes. what doesn't right. work is awesome because that you gets you closer back. to what does work and learning what you don't like is great because you don't have to like i did a movie i totally got railroaded into doing a movie i never thought about being an actress i mean i thought about like if you see a movie you like and go oh i would have liked to be in that movie but i'd never <laughs> taken an acting class i didn't take theater in school I'd never Never thought about acting, but then when you model, especially at a certain level, you start getting scripts sent to you, and especially back then. And um, this producer I knew basically just like threw me. He, I kept saying no, I'm not doing this movie, and he just kept upping the price until I was like, okay, I'm an idiot if I don't do the movie. And I learned Is it a movie that we know it was the called Fair knows? Game. Yeah, maybe it was Warner Brothers. It was with okay. William Baldwin. I mean Billy Baldwin, but. For some reason, his screen name is William Baldwin. He's a good friend of mine, so I can I can tease him a little bit. But um, and I just realized, like, I'm very comfortable being on camera as myself. Yeah. The Did you get to play yourself? No. Oh. So the second 
you're making me like be someone else. Like I don't, I don't even buy it. Like I'm not even convincing myself. <laughs> so how can I expect the audience to? I'm the complete opposite. See, I'm like you, Cindy. I, I don't I'm get how he. I'm the exact yeah. opposite. I'm like, you, she knows on YouTube. I can't help but just be a. It's goon. easy for him to to, to be, be a have character, a million, be a character yeah. and have accents than for then him to, to be, just then to be vulnerable and and just yeah. be myself in that way. Well, that's you. Like that's I, I think the best actors are like you. They yeah. they they are more comfortable embodying someone, someone else. else. Yeah. And and for me, like from doing MTV House of Style for years or whatever, I got very comfortable. Like what you do, looking into the camera, talking. Yeah. Um, that's just I have that I like love having that relationship with the audience in the lens you know I'm that's easy for me but if you try to tell me to like like you're sad you're really whatever. sad because this happened and you're like oh I just gosh. don't it just doesn't <laughs> I don't work feel for sad. well how did that experience go well it was a great gift because I thought oh I can let this go now I don't really ever have to think about mm-hmm. acting it's not it's just I don't it's just not me mm-hmm. and look I still see amazing movies and i it's just like when don't you go to a concert sometimes and you go, oh, I wish I was a singer. Yeah. I know, yeah. But I can let that go. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm not yeah. going to ever be a singer. I'm not ever going to be an Academy Award winning actress. And, yeah. and that's okay. And then you focus your efforts on what... Because I think when you're good at something and you like something, like that's just the way it's supposed to go. When there's so many difficulties, it's almost like you're fighting nature <laughs> yeah it's like like when you're in the flow right yeah. things just happen it's just like yeah. you meet the person who can introduces yeah. you to this person and like yeah. all of a sudden you're at the finish line and when things like i know for me when things don't happen that way i start i i really question them because i think this mm, if it's this starting out this, this hard yeah. <laughs> Oh, you know, know. and so it's also intuitive too. Sometimes you just know because you know what you want and setback after setback after setback. It's like after a while, you're just like, okay, hold on. This is not naturally. Right. Maybe it's just the universe redirecting me to something else that isn't supposed to be this setbacky. Yeah. So when you started Meaningful Beauty Mm -hmm. and you became this businesswoman, how how did that feel like that experience obviously it felt great because i mean here we are with meaningful yeah. beauty being this incredible beauty brand but i'm sure that new role as a businesswoman it, it had probably those those days and those challenges um to kind of walk us through the birth story of meaningful beauty as this new entrepreneur heading into that world. Well, I had the relationship with Dr. Sabah and he just was like my skin guru and at 35 i'd been with Revlon for 17 years and my contract was up and I just, I don't know. I was feeling like it wasn't right to renew. I, if it was like, I wanted to do my own thing and focus on skincare, not, not makeup so much because as a model, my job was to take care of my skin. Someone yeah. else always did my makeup. Mm-hmm. So anyway, had wanted to do meaningful beauty kind of met with different types of partners, but ended up with Guthrie Ranker who does infomercials and direct to consumer because, which at the time was very risky because people kind of like, in my world at my level at that time weren't doing direct to consumer, but I felt like we had this compelling story and to have a half an hour infomercial 
to tell the story, I felt like that was our best chance to be competitive because if you're competing with like those big, huge brands in a one page ad in a magazine, I just didn't know how we, how we were going to break how through. Stand out. Yeah. So we did the infomercial, which was, was scary for me. Um, and that's why I think I tried to be so controlling at first. So I, I would say my first kind of venture into the business world, it was like, I remember going into one meeting and meeting with the, the, the one thing that they said to me is you have to work with this one producer. And I remember going to the meeting. I was like, everything you've done before, that's what exactly what I don't want. Like, <laughs> and, and you know, this guy's like, wait, what, it, what who is this girl? You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, but over the years we still work together and we've come to respect each other. So at first I kind of tried to be a little too controlling, but then as they showed me that they were experts and that they knew what they were doing and they knew a lot more than I knew about certain things, then I became more of a student. And then there were times where I was even like sitting in the board meeting and maybe even a little afraid to like voice my opinion. And then I mm-hmm. had the, hey, no one knows Cindy Crawford better than Cindy Crawford epiphany. I love that. Um, and now I would just say, I love being part of a team and I love learning. I mean, in this, the world of marketing is changing and evolving so much, especially because of this whole new digital wild west yeah. um, that we're all just trying to, you know, crack the code and figure it out and, and have fun, you know, but the core is obviously the products, but you get to play in a lot of different sandboxes mm-hmm. because it all kind of comes together to when you're selling a brand. You know, that's so good, Cindy. And I think one thing too is like, you you went into a business that you knew you were going to be passionate about with skincare. You know, you said that being in the modeling world, that was the one thing you had to take care of mm-hmm. was your skin. That was sort of your job. That was yeah. part of it. It's a commitment to yourself. Um, what is, I, I feel like when people think Cindy Crawford, they think literally, I, I think this too, it's like flawless skin, perfect, but we all have our own skin insecurities and skin probs. Skin I call it. Securities. What is oh, skin securities? What is maybe something about your skin that you struggle with throughout your life? For me, it's always been like acne prone skin, makeup products reacting with my skin. I mean, what is the one issue you've had with your skin and how has meaningful beauty helped that? Right. Well, I think in the beginning I was more concerned about like, I always had like more deep set eyes. So like sometimes it would look like I was tired, even if I wasn't tired and there's nothing well there's there are probably a few things more annoying but it's pretty annoying when pe- when you had a great right night sleep and people face. are like oh are you tired you're like no <laughs> do I look tired and it's and it's funny because Kaya has the same kind of her eyes are similar to mine and sometimes in certain lighting like you, so I was I was conscious of having like dark like I always would wear a lot of concealer or whatever when mm-hmm. I was younger and I have to say, after starting Meaningful Beauty, like with Dr. Safa, I just, that is not a problem that I, mm-hmm. I don't have the darkness. There's still, there's still, like my eyes are deep set, but I don't have the darkness anymore. So that wow. was one thing. But the great thing about having your own skincare line is when you have problems and you call Dr. Sabah and you're like, uh, okay, now I'm 45 and I'm noticing these wrinkles or I need more for plumping or I, you know, we've, we've, we've improved the line to address the needs of me and the women who are having the same problems that I'm having. Mm -hmm. So I definitely think now at 52, you start worrying about loss of volume. I have a very small face. I don't want to put a bunch of, you know, crap in my face. So it's like, how do I 
keep my volume, keep that skin elasticity and that glow. Because more than any, it's like young skin is is dewy and healthy looking. And it's like that's that glow is what I think we all strive for, even from age 17 to age 70. Mm. I've never heard anyone say dewy except for Cezanne. So I know. I guess it's a thing now. So it's a thing. Hashtag dewy. dewy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I feel like that's why it's a perfect fit. Meaningful beauty, blessed box coming together. That's what it's, that, uh, yeah, we're doing a collaboration like we had mentioned with Meaningful Beauty. And um, it's awesome because I, I really do feel like when I tried the Meaningful Beauty products for the first time, being a beauty influencer who reviews and tries tons of products, I was really fascinated to see, okay, how is this line going to work for me? You know, my mom's always been a fan of Meaningful That's, Beauty. I love that. But to be honest with you, I didn't know if it was for me. I didn't know if, you know, I was like, maybe I, do I need to wait a little uh-huh. bit until I'm older? But I'll tell you, the first night I used her products was when I got them after we went to, to her event. And I thought, I'll just try it out. I tried the whole line out from the um, soft cleanser to the toner and then the, the night cream, the eye cream, even the lip, the lip gloss she has that you can put on. And I'll tell you, like, the one thing that blew my mind that night, though, was the serum. It, it, it was just for, I just thought it looked really cool at first. I was like, well, let me just, like, try this out. It blew my mind because I never used a serum. So just the whole system together, I woke up that next morning, especially being three months postpartum, my skin was kind of like going through all kinds of crap. You feel like you look tired or depleted a little bit. And I'm not kidding you. You can ask Stevie. I woke up that next morning like, yo, I don't think I've ever, like if I switched my entire skincare regimen to just one brand, which I feel in this day and age, it's kind of impossible to do. This is a system that does everything, like every product. I'm not trying to sound like a walking advertisement, but really I was stunned. And I was like, dang, not only is Cindy the real deal, but she's not going to put crap in her products. Like I can trust that. And the whole system was great. So for us to do the collaboration in Bless Box, I wanted people to kind of experience that system. I'm so glad we're, we were able to do it as the system because that is where you're going to get the most results and the more, right. most efficacy. But what what is like also become so apparent and that is exciting to me is this we share such a a similar message to what we want to um you know share with women which is this idea that taking care of yourself like self-care is important not because we're just shallow and we want to look pretty but Mm. because when we feel like we're taking care of ourselves we're feeding ourselves we we will be better. And it's if, a commitment to yourself, mm-hmm. you know, and it, and it can be as simple as a, a healthy skincare routine so that when you look in the mirror, it's not just about, oh, I have glowy, perfect skin, mm-hmm. but it's just like, wow, I'm ready to go and attack the day. Yeah. You know, it's just little things like that, even working out, you know, yeah. and just doing those things for you. Saz and I are in the midst right now of this 30 day challenge still where we're trying to, you know, we're trying to start new healthy habits. And I feel like, Every time you start a new healthy habit, you know, it does something else for you that you didn't expect. And so it's the same thing with, you know, taking care of yourself, your skin, working out. I feel like it all goes Ooh, I'm gonna hand in hand. Gonna, I'll have to so, get on that. Cindy, we've got a fun little yeah. game before you get out of here. Okay. A game of would you rather. Have you ever played this game before? 
I have. It's um, not going to be wait. inappropriate. <laughs> don't yeah, worry. There's an inappropriate don't worry. version. We, we, yes, I think I have. Don't I make me pick one child over the other. Yeah, That's we're not going to do that. Thing. Okay, Stevie, we thought about I that. Think, okay. uh, <laughs> I think there's. I think there's a. Uh, you'll know which questions are mine and which ones are Saz. Um, so I think we're ready, Saz. Let's do this. Is this like quick fire? It's going to be all right, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for a game of Would You Rather with Cindy Crawford. Cindy. Yeah, you are good at voices. Okay, here we go. All right, Cindy. Would you rather, number one, we're all white or all black? All black. She's wearing a black shirt right now. Ding, ding, ding. She's, she is. Oh, and you had a white shirt earlier, right? I know. Oh, but I, could, I like white and black, but I would rather wear all black than is all Is that white. because it's slimming? It's because if I spill on it, you won't see it. <laughs> There's the mom answer. There you go. Even though she's usually drinking Casamigos, which is Exactly. Clear. Which is clear. That's which true. brings me to my next question. Cindy, tequila or wine? Well, that's oh, easy. Tequila. But not just tequila. Casamigos is its own class. That's Ooh, always safe. There you go. And that's not an ad, you guys. That's just a plug for her. Her and Cindy have bonded over it. it. I'm telling flames. you. And literally, we're sitting here we on are. the couch. And we got some Casamigos to my right on my bar. And card. as soon as we turn these mics off, we're going to have one. Yeah, party <laughs> time. A small glass with a pinch of lime. <laughs> Number three, would you rather jump from a plane or swim with sharks? Oh, jump from a plane. Wow. wow. Have you ever jumped wait, from a plane? Wait, with a parachute, I'm assuming. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. Okay. I'm like, wait. Certain death. Wait. You... Well, swimming with sharks, it would be like a scuba, scuba diving so they give you go um, scuba. group tour. Oh, like, oh, I've done that. Oh, swimming. Yeah. I've done swimming with sharks like in Tahiti. Okay, would you rather oh, do... Yeah. But I thought you meant like like, like, you know, I guess it was just on the news that, like... Oh, yeah. Like, and, yeah I, would you jump from a plane? I have not done that. I think I would tandem. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I, I would tandem. Everybody goes tandem. Don't I do haven't done it, and I'm don't never going to. But once you have kids, again, like, I think yeah. my... Um, I, I, don't, I don't know. Like, I used to think I wanted to do that, and now I don't think I, I would. I've mm-hmm. done it twice, and having teeny... I mean, like, I don't really feel like I need to do it again, but I'm like... I mean, I he did I the one where to. he had to have the oxygen mask. He went up so high. Oh, so really? That's yeah, that a little, was... Okay. It's a bit much. We're moving on to number four now. Uh, <clears throat> would you rather lick the bottom of no, somebody's... No, number four. You skipped it. I'm sorry. I did. This is another <laughs> Cezanne question. <laughs> would you rather exfoliate or mask? That's an important question. Exfoliate. I agree. Me too. Oh, good. Yeah. Moving on to number five. Would you rather? <clears throat> that wasn't Stevie's the... question. No, no, that was. Those, that was my question. White and black was my question. This is Cezanne's question. Okay. No, it's not. Would you rather <laughs> lick the bottom of somebody's shoe or sniff their stinky feet? Oh, I mean, truly neither. But if I had to sniff, I mean, lick <laughs> like nose buried in toe. But no, not touching. I can sniff without touch. Oh, you got to get real close. But like lick? lick? No. Okay. I can Okay. Yeah, no, no. I honestly, I think I side with you there. Oh, Saz would die before smelling someone's stinky That's feet. a no. I, I think but wait, you would lick someone's? If it was like a Christian Louboutin. <laughs> no, I'm no, thinking of like. fecal matter comment you made the other day. <laughs> yeah, 90, there's 93% fecal matter on the back of everyone's shoes. Think about that next All time right, you walk in your house. Gentlemen, okay. we're moving on to number moving six. On. Would you rather take an ice bath or walk on burning coals? I, I my husband does those ice baths, like he in cold up. plunging. He does like forty-seven degrees, and he sits in it for five minutes. And he like you. it is supposed to be like super anti-inflammatory God and blah blah. And he keeps trying to get me to do it. But if it's faced with that or walking on hot coals, I think I would do an ice bath. Really? Yeah. I, think I have, I have like super raw, like crazy monkey feet. I would take yeah, the burning he, coals. He, really? He I think I don't think it would phase me at all. I'd just he's chill on those nuts. boys. All right, number seven. 
Um, would you rather never use social media sites or apps ever again or watch another movie or TV show ever again? You, you have to pick have between one... the two to cut one thing out. I feel bad saying this, but I would say social media. You'd cut social media? Yeah. Because for me, like, I, it's not my first lane. Like, I'm a, a generation or two older than you guys where it's like, we've had to learn it. And so I do enjoy it, but I also am fine without. But I sometimes it's so fun to escape into, like, Game of Thrones or some mm-hmm. TV show that I just, like... That's But true. if I had to, and I think I told you this today, if I had to pick right now, and I'm going... It's like I'm so enjoying listening to books, audiobooks. Yeah. And then I thought, as I was listening to my audiobook the other day, I was like, this is like like the radio. This is like what my grand, my great-grandparents yeah. did. Like, I've, actu- I've actually gone, <laughs> yeah. like, back, back down. Back. So That's what we're doing here on the podcast. Yeah, it we're is back. a little bit. We're back. Yeah, it's radio. But- All right, number eight. Would you rather eat popcorn for every meal for a week Uh-oh. or hang upside down all day? Wait, that's easy. But really? Is this your question? Yes. Course, Anything like that, it's his. 100%. Hang upside down all day. Could you even do that when you die? Okay, Thank you. See, okay. that's we'll my cap thought. It. Okay, so, so I probably, cap it I would like probably, six hours. We'll cap it at eight hours. How about cap it out to where, before you die? Yeah, right on the I still would go yeah, popcorn. Okay, you wouldn't die. Popcorn for a week? I mean, I could do that. As a meal, like morning. And it's not different it's like, flavors of popcorn, like white cheddar yeah. in the morning. But you're hanging upside down for eight hours. But it's hours. like every it's day for a week, it's right? like, good morning, Cindy. Here's your popcorn. But what about the coffee? Eight, Have your popcorn. seven days. I've, that's true because if she's hanging upside down, what is she going to be eating? Like, right. It's not like she's you guys are ruining this And you can't dinner? even go to the bathroom or anything. That's like, true. Yeah. Babe, Fine. question. Have your weird. popcorn hang upside down. Number nine. Um, would you rather walk down a dark alley alone or poke a gorilla? Yeah, I know. This is also Stevie's question. question. <laughs> this is Cezanne's question. I'm telling you. What? I would wa- rather walk down a dark alley alone than poke a gorilla. Oh. Well, <laughs> never mind. I was going to say to find Poe, but never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not let Stevie define Pope. Moving on. Uh, I feel like that was an easy one. Have you ever seen a gorilla up close? My God. All right. Number 10. Uh, would you rather run out of gas and get all the way to the airport to miss your flight? So in other words, you run yeah, out of yeah. gas, you got to get in, and then you get there and you miss your get- flight. Or sit in LA traffic across town for four hours. She's like, I'm going to be doing that tonight. I would rather, yeah, tonight. I'll, I'll like call you tomorrow when I get home. <laughs> But um, I would say I would rather get to the airport and miss my flight because then I would be like, oh, I get to go home. Too bad. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody has traveled a lot for business. Yeah. Okay, great game. Okay, so the last thing, Cindy, before we go is we always ask our guests, what's good in your life right now? What's good? It could be anything. Wow. I think what's good in my life, and it's, it's interesting because like, my kids are 19 and 17 and um, I've been married for 20 years and my husband and I are, we're almost at that, like, like the, the first signs of empty nest are starting to come and there is some panic around that and, and, and like sense of loss, but it's also so exciting because you see your kids like, like like my husband was saying, but they don't really need us as much anymore. I'm like, that means we did a good job. Oh, like, yeah. it's exciting watching them, like, Navigate, yeah. You know? So, and we're fortunate because we spend a lot of time together, and I, 
I always want that. But, but I don't, you know, if it meant like my son living in my basement until he's 35, just to keep him around, like, no, would I rather have them out in the world and figuring it out and then still coming to us for advice and help? I think, I think that's what feels, that, I mean, I don't know. It's the thing I'm most excited about, if that makes sense. Why am I emotional being parents now? I'm like, Teeny, how many years we have with Teeny before no. she goes Literally, off? you did this with the dog. Thing. She did it with Sweetie. We got Sweetie. She's six months old. She goes, oh my God, when is she going to die? I, I was like, we just got she's her. Like, she's a golden retriever. She's, she's got baby. about 11, 12 years. I'm like. <laughs> Don't worry, Teeny's nine and a half months old and she's got 90 more years. That's, but once you have a child, you are definitely, your just hormones are like, you know, you could watch like a stupid card commercial on TV and you're like, that is the <laughs> okay, I, I have a moment of full disclosure. That happened to me during the pregnancy for like the first couple months. It was like the realization was hitting me. Cause like for guys, we're just completely shocked. It's never like the movies where they're like, Scott, I'm pregnant. And he's like, Oh my God. So cool. You lay on the floor and you stare at the ceiling and you're like, how did this happen? I didn't plan this out. God, was this you? Yeah, we didn't plan it. And we're literally watching Logan, which is, I don't, do you know the X-Men? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Wolverine. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. We're watching Logan. It's very gory, very violent, very bloody. And at the end of the movie, just at the end, he's literally dying and she goes, Papa. And at 2.30 in the morning with Sass sleeping on my shoulder, I just go, oh. I'm gonna have a little one. He's crying, and I was like, I'm embarrassed. Thank God no one's awake or here. All that to say, being parents is it does the make best. You soft. It, it is. really is good. For all the guys out there, it makes you soft. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, Cindy. Loved for it. Out with us all day today. I kind of want to just like lock her up in her house and never let her leave. I feel like uh-huh. this is a good place for your podcast. I'm like, I'm Ooh. digging the vibe here. Really? Sean? Sean's yeah. Here too. Sean, we can, uh, we're going to move the podcast to the library Aww. now. It's so chill. It it's really nice. is. It sets the tone. Casamigos. Ding. And we got some yeah. Casamigos. You guys, we're so excited that Cindy is going to be collaborating with me on my Bless Box for the month of October. And we're giving our Good Life listeners, you guys, an exclusive discount on this Meaningful Beauty Ooh. Bless Box collaboration so if you go to blessbox.com forward slash subscribe and just punch in the code cindy we're giving them ten dollars off $10 that off i have my order. own code you have your own code and that's c-i-n-d-y but i feel like everyone knows how to spell that's cindy. not an advertisement because we own the company so yeah it's something just i just threw in there right now we're for, plugging ourselves yeah we're gonna give you guys some love there you go thank you so much cindy. thank you both love uh, seeing you spending the day in your lovely home and getting to meet little teeny I can't wait to tell Teeny that she met Cindy one day when she actually realized. She'll be more interested in Kaya, but it's all right. Well, well, oh, that's weird. Yay! Thank you, Cindy. You're welcome. Thank you. Can you believe that Cindy was hanging out here with us on our couch? Literally, in our living room. I'm never like washing that spot on the couch ever. I was just texting (laughs) uh, my parents. Uh, and they were freaking out, which by the way, um, congratulations and shout out. I just found out during the episode that my brother had his third baby Yay. 
And it's a boy. His name is Jackson Wade Hendricks. He's eight ben, pounds, ten so ounces. Proud. Ben and Melinda, congrats, you guys. Love you so much and so happy for you. And, and a new uh, nephew. Yeah, it's been a really, really good day. That happened. And Cindy coming here um, and, and Cezanne, you celebrating your 29th birthday. You're older than me for a few months now. Yes, time to respect. <laughs> you <Get> guys, it. <laughs> it, it was really a day um, where Cezanne and I, at the end of the day, we were so just tired from this week we've honestly been like burning the candle at both ends and you know having that anxiety the day before doing all of this at our house and thinking like are we going to perform i hope it turns out as well you know Cezanne was like i want to look right and feel right and the house to look good and and now to have you know accomplish this and had her have her in our home and and do this podcast as well and the collaboration and everything um it's a really good feeling, you guys, and uh, I just want to encourage any of you out there who, you know, are are pushing hard towards your your dreams and your goals, just just not to give up because these sweet moments where you reach these milestones, um, I feel like Bless Box and and you have Cezanne, they're really really sweet moments, and it makes it all worth it. And I think if we're gonna really pinpoint what the word of the week is, the good word of the week, um, piggybacking off of what you said, Stevie, is I remember today when I woke up and the days leading up to today, this big shoot, we've been working hard on this collaboration. I've had so many moments, including today, where I felt uncomfortable as we were getting ready for her to arrive at the house. And I didn't even sleep last night. I had this, this anxiety. I mean, imagine what would you guys do if you knew that Cindy Crawford or one of somebody who you just idolized and respected was coming to your house. Your house is one of the most intimate places that you can invite somebody in. And she's invited us to her home. And I knew that re- returning the favor, I had all these expectations. And so with that comes this feeling of discomfort. But any time in my career and in my life, when I've allowed myself to walk into to things where I'm uncomfortable, that's where I see growth. I see growth in the areas in my life that I want to see change, but I also experience just growth on a personal level as, an, as an, a human, as an adult. When we put ourselves in environments where we're uncomfortable, you always feel so accomplished at the end of the day. And so I just encourage you guys to not turn away from uncomfortable uncom- moments in your life. Find the comfort in discomfort. And and honestly, it's it's not comfortable. You know, it's kind of like walking outside when it's cold without a jacket on. And you immediately start nipping. Mm-hmm. It's not comfortable. I just love Cindy, babe. I love her. I'm I also, um, to you. If, you, if you guys get one thing out of this episode, I want it to be that Cezanne uh, is older than me and she is by definition a cougar so congratulations <laughs> Saz you've always been a cougar in your heart uh, babe, you guys are you proud of me baby I'm me? so proud of you I'm incredibly proud of you I tell you every day but uh, maybe I should say that here on the good life I'm of course proud of you and um, you guys again like we do every week we're just going to read a couple of reviews from you uh, again this means so much to us uh, this fuels our fire it lets us know what you're liking, what you're not liking, but but ultimately, uh, hopefully, what you're liking. We love so, to read these guys and connect with you guys. It's so fun. If you haven't left a review or a rating yet, please do so. So the first one is from Maddie Baylor Brown, and it says, The Best Podcast. I've been wow. following Cezanne and Stevie on YouTube since their pre-teeny days, and I've been listening to podcasts since my freshman year of college. To say that I was ecstatic when The Good Life launched is a huge understatement. Stevie and Saz bring light and love into every 
everything they touch, and it's so refreshing to finally have a lifestyle podcast that makes me feel like I'm on a double date with friends. I love that there's no politics or pessimism in the good life and that Stevie preaches the word every now and then. Hey, girl. When when he started the love story episode with a message of love and identity, my soul lit up. I love the Hendrixes, and I love the good life. P.S., Please feature Teeny ASAP. Girl, you got your wish because she's on this episode. Wow. Foreshadowing. That's so sweet. Thank you for that. That is just, there's so much love in that review. We really appreciate it. The next one says, it's from Leah Weiss. Excuse me. She said, wow. Thank you for this podcast. You guys are the first podcast I have listened to. And every week, I cannot wait for another episode. I originally found you through Marcus and Kristen Johns. I have been watching Marcus since his Vine days, and then Kristen came into the picture, and I had been watching her since she started her YouTube channel. Once they mentioned on social media they were going to be on the air, they were on episode one of our show. Um, I was like, hold up, who are they? So then I found you on here and loved you guys so much through your kind messages and also your humor. I just became hooked. I tune in every week now and found you guys on all your other platforms. Your sweet personality shines through my headphones as I work out, as I'm in my car, working on homework, you name it. Keep up the great work. Your voices reach farther than you can even imagine. Love from Chicago and hi, teeny, Leah. Oh, that's so crazy. Sweet. She said love from Chicago and Cindy's like from Chicago. Man, that's, this episode that's just all working so out pathetic. right now. Wow. I just want to thank everybody who listens every week. That means so much to us, you guys, that you would stay plugged into the good life because every episode means so much to us. And and we really want every episode to mean so much to you as well. And so hopefully you guys have been entertained. You felt loved. You felt uh, like you've been built up, encouraged and Feel more hope after you listen to The Good Life every week. And thank you guys so much for the birthday wishes yesterday. I really appreciate all the love I got. You know, you guys have just been so supportive and loving of all that we do and know that it's our mission here at The Good Life to go after conversations with people who we know can help make a difference in each and every single one of our lives. I think even with guests like Cindy Crawford, we the takeaway is that we can all find that common denominator and in, in things and areas in our life that we're struggling in. And to hear it from someone like her, areas where she's had setbacks and how she's persevered. I mean, it just goes to show that whether you're Cindy Crawford or you're Stevie Hendricks, I mean, we all go through things in life and we're all on this journey and figuring out what is a good life. So we're going to keep going after those incredible guests for you guys. And if you have any dream guests, I got my dream guest on the show today, birthday wish come true. But if you guys have a dream guest, let us know because now I feel like if we got Cindy, man, the sky's the limit. The sky's the limit. That's right. But we'll reach for the sky next week on The Good Life. Thanks for everybody tuning in. We love you so much. Love Have a you great guys day. Thank you so much. Have a good day. Bye, guys. Bye.